0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, greetings and welcome in. Excuse me, let's try that again. Greetings and welcome in on a Thursday morning. The 1st of September 2022, we start your morning in the capital city at 71 degrees. You've got to tune to K today with Jack and Friends. I am Jack Mitchell in the KLIN studios with Caleb Henry, Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom, and a uh, big show for you in store today. It's Ticket Thursday. It's the return of Generation Collaboration, the season three premiere today, and we've got just the prize on the line to fit the occasion. We've got tickets for Nebraska and North Dakota, you want to get in Memorial Stadium this weekend? Well, all you got to do is win Generation Collaboration. For those who have joined us since we lasted a season of Generation Collaboration, this is a game where you team up with a person on this morning show of your generation. And Mark teams up with the Boomers. I team up with the X's. Caleb teams up from the Y's. The Z's really don't play very much uh they don't we have we have had conversations with having a z on retainer but we've never really acted Uh, so i suppose you'll get you team up with caleb if you're a z uh unless you know we get uh my son or mcmaster or somebody to to call in here when that happens
2: it's more an issue of them even being awake at seven yeah
1: that's wow
2: <laughs> look at
1: look at look at the millennials piling on the z's Wow. Hey, we, here we go. Turnabout is fair play after all those years oh, of getting it from above them. Not
2: our turn anymore.
1: <laughs> um, you're the old stodgy ones now. Uh so we'll do that at seven ten this morning. Listen for the cue to call if you want to play. Uh but you team up and you do trivia about your generation with your uh with your partner here from the show. Work together. And then, uh, and then you have to get one more question—the extra point, as we call it—from another generation. If you get all those, you're going to go to Memorial Stadium for what looks like a nice Saturday. A little bit warm, but not too bad. All in all, it's going to be one of the cooler days uh, of this whole next whole week. So that's good. We
2: should note that it's if you are the first to win Generation Collaboration, you're going to Memorial Stadium. Everyone after that—is
1: that what are we doing after that? We don't have pride. anything. For them, Do we, uh, we probably still have some Salt Dogs tickets. No, they're uh, done with their home okay, games. Okay, well, we could still have. They could still. No, have after it.
2: that, we're playing to see if millennials can run all right, off so another
1: season. So it's for pride after the first one to win. Yes. Okay. Fair enough.
3: Fair enough. uh You've All got, right. I've got enough pride for all of us.
1: No. <laughs> That's good. Maybe it can translate into uh, the Boomers having a good season on season three. Millennials, by the way, have won the championship the okay. first two seasons.
3: We, we are the equivalent of the Husker football. In
1: but DLK. keep in mind that was Sad. like 80% of the uh, Millennials wins were with one single contestant. So that's worth noting. Uh, all right. Maybe you should get some smart people to
2: call into yours. I just,
1: you know. We're going to do that this week. We're going to do this this week. Uh, uh, we're going to have your uh, morning drive. Count down to the five things people are talking about today. we got uh picks, picks uh chances to make picks, I should say, in Fantasy Oscars. Listen for the key to the draft at 635 and 810 that you can text in and perhaps get yourself a draft pick for this week's Fantasy Oscars where we're asking how many points will Nebraska score against North Dakota. And then during the 8 o'clock hour, we will have – Joining us, Robin Eshelman, Dave Alberts, the Grow Lincoln team, uh, back in studio with us today. And Greg Sharp is going to join us at 8.35, and I'm sure he'll have a decent amount to say about his conversation with Trev Alberts last night on Sports Nightly. That has been making a little bit of news, and I'm sure Caleb will be talking about that later in the show today mm-hmm. as well. So that is what we've got coming up. A couple of news stories that I want to get to here at the outset. Uh, number one, the Eighth Circuit has spoken in the appeal to them about the rules that Nebraska has set in place for getting petition initiatives on the ballot and the minimum county requirement that at the lower court had been said to be violative of the Equal Protection Clause. Well, the Eighth Circuit changed that ruling in a two-to-one decision yesterday, and they have said the Nebraska law passes constitutional muster as is and therefore barring any further appeals as it stands right now that will stay in place and so the next round of petition drives assuming this isn't changed by another appeal would still require that you get a minimum number of signatures uh, from uh, 5%, out 5% of
3: 538
1: counties right yep that thank you that's uh that those those will still be the rules and to the extent that there are um, there are additional efforts that go on for petition drives, and there's been a lot of them lately. I expect there to be more, uh, and and many of pat many of the petitions have got on the ballot. Obviously, even with that uh, requirement that's out there, but the one that came into focus this time around was the medical marijuana one. Both of them, there was two uh, on medical right, marijuana, they're together. But yes, you're right, there were two. But the, the bottom line on that was this even had that been in place, even had the lower ruling been in place and the law had not been in place, there still wouldn't have been enough raw signatures for that to have passed this time around. So that is, uh, that's that. So we're not going to be flooded with petition items that Lincoln and Omaha on their own, Lincoln and or Omaha on their own, could have gotten on the ballot for better or for worse. Uh, and then the other news I thought was interesting is well, is the uh, are we going to have are we going to have slot machines in Lincoln, Nebraska, in two weeks? Because that has the, been the date. I think it's two weeks and two days. the The date that has been set uh, by the Warhorse Casino to get open, but their provisional license did not get transferred to the next level up by the commission uh, because there are still. I's to dot and T's to cross, background checks to be had, slot machine checks to be had here at this point, and so it will stay provisional for another 30 days as it stands now, and until that goes to the next level, until they upgrade the license, they will not be able to open up their temporary uh, casino floor. Now, the indication is they still believe that is going to be possible to happen in a couple weeks. There's another meeting of the commission, and they believe they're going to be able to have them... Um, even though they approved it for 30 days at this point, that they'll be able to switch it over in the middle of September and get things going a couple of weeks from right now. So that is a uh, couple of things that caught my attention here this morning. 400 slot machines about they've got I think ready to go. Yeah. And, and, and we had heard differing things on whether or not there would be um, a, some kind of a, a temporary sports book that's a part of that as well. I still haven't. I, I've heard both things. Now, my assumption is no, that there won't be, just because they're just trying to get everything set up and approved as fast as possible. And that would add, I think, probably more administration, more sorts of things that would have to happen to get it going. So, my guess, this is just a guess, but my guess is that that won't be a part of it. It'll just be the slot machines. But we'll see if Warhorse says anything else about that here when they have their next meeting to approve a um, um, a license that is going to allow them to do more and start construction on the permanent facility as well. This
3: will be in the old uh, Lincoln Racecourse uh, area that this yeah, will that's out, uh, Highway 77 in yes. Road. Yeah.
1: Uh, so those are a couple of things that were catching my attention here this morning, Mark. Anything to add on to those?
3: Uh, LFR just called out uh, within the last minute to a traffic accident 70th and Havelock. So don't I have any other details but they're uh, sending units on that uh, other details uh, well we're now into the Burr months the Burr months ber september october oh. november december so, yes that's true so we are
1: out of in- august into yep. september and but really no fall type weather no. anywhere <laughs> within the, uh, in the i mean the coolest day in the 10 day forecast is saturday and that's 84 uh, but beyond mm-hmm. that, we got pl- today is the warmest, uh, 93, but everything is bunched in that little, uh, what, nine degree range for the next 10 days right now. And all I see is sunshine. I don't see a whole lot of rain in that forecast yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Hot God. and dry. So goodness. Uh,
3: other things in the news, kind of an interesting follow up. Uh, you may recall the story that we've had uh, about the lady from Beatrice that was, uh, you know, riding. Oh, yeah, this and, was going to get a car, yeah, driving to Lincoln. Yeah, well, the sheriff's office. Uh Got a search warrant for the guy that they arrested, and they found a over eight thousand dollars worth of other stolen merchandise in a garage that he had. oh, including a department of corrections winter jacket with a badge still on it. Oh, so. They were expecting to... uh, What are you going to do with that? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's seeing it from the outside now. Uh, Yeah. He's he's, uh, under arrest. What were you going to do with that? uh, But some trailers, including one that was taken from Rosie's down there on 14th across from the Oh, yeah. Uh, A trailer, uh, a motorcycle, a whole bunch of other stuff. So kind of an interesting follow-up. Got a story today, of course, going into the holiday weekend. Um, first Saturday is National Tailgating Day, and we're not talking about the the illegal stuff when you follow too closely on the interstate, although that did pay off a uh, 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 interstate stop out uh, by, I think it was Utica. Yeah. They got uh, like a hundred and some pounds of meth and Jeez. a whole bunch of other stuff. But anyway, National Tailgating Day, you know, what a day to have it. It's always the first, September, uh, first Saturday in September. Home game. Yep. Nebraska. Tailgating. I talked to Todd Ogden, who's the president and CEO of Downtown Lincoln Association. A lot of tailgating events expected this weekend, Saturday, uh, ahead of the game. Otherwise, uh, part of the uh, normal, I guess you would call it, uh, preps for uh, the holiday weekend, AAA announced their, their uh, toe-to-go, where you can get a free tow hmm. and a ride home if you've had uh too much tow and a ride home wow okay that's really going the extra mile there oh that's that's their national uh that's their program that they always have over the holidays you uh, up to i think it's 10 miles Mm. they'll take you 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 you'll actually
1: take your car too
3: though i mean i've heard of the free ride home thing but Uh, uh, this is the triple a's the toe toe and go uh, yeah
2: the the, the toe to go has been going on for several years yeah well so. I've
3: never used it. So, well, then, anyway, hey,
2: that probably means you've never been in a spot to need it. So. No,
3: I mean, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not, not a, yeah. And, and we are expecting to get some more details probably at briefing this morning on the, uh, the homicide that occurred yesterday morning very early. What, uh, all we know now is what, 60 year old man? 60 year old
1: man? That's, um, but that's it, right? And they're, and the homicide, and they said there were, uh, markings consistent with, uh, actually, actually
3: uh, it was a, a uh, bladed, uh, what was it? A, a bladed weapon, and the guy was struck in the neck.
1: Okay, and they and
3: found a weapon in the area they, that they, they might believe be the murder weapon. Correct, near that, in that um, field, or near where? Yes. they now, found the body. Uh, there was some uh, video with Pastor Tom Barber on, I believe it was Channel Eight, uh, where he said that uh, the the gentleman had been uh, from time to time a resident of the yeah. mission. Uh, Pastor Tom said he knew him, um, so that. Uh, uh. So we we know that there there is something, but evidently there was some kind of an altercation, and there were multiple witnesses around because uh, the the incident happened, and somebody called uh, L, LPD and LFR immediately, and they arrived very very quickly. So there are people there. Yes, yes and, and they're interviewing witnesses, and they said witnesses had come forward and and uh, all of that. So all right, um, Caleb uh, heard from a few people related to Husker
1: football yesterday. Uh, including the coordinators mm-hmm. at practice. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure you're going to have some audio. We're going to talk about it a little more, but I, I will say this. Every time Mark Whipple talks, I I like him more. <laughs> yes. I, I just think he's got – you know, he's one of the uh, – we've got new players, we've got new coaches that are in here who weren't – you know, haven't really gone through the last few years, the last three decades, don't really have them in the front of their mind necessarily – and I, think, and, and I would put, especially the way Casey Thompson has talked to, I'd put him in that group as well, and there's probably others as well. But just because Whipple was asked about the the quote that, you know, there's a, a big deal made out of about the offense not being creative yeah, enough and those run sorts game of things. And he, and he basically said, it's like, yeah, I don't know. it's like, we got to do better. He, I mean, <laughs> that that's me paraphrasing. I, I mean, I thought he handled it really no, I mean, well. He, he did not uh, – to the degree that it's you know whether it was justified or not but i mean he didn't um, elevate the situation whatsoever and no. and he's just i don't know i like his i just like his to me he he, just, he doesn't care about the lot of extraneous stuff and he doesn't get too riled up mm-hmm. about it and i appreciate that about
2: it yeah and he even started out because he was talking about stuff moving forward then he said you know what all right i'm gonna i'll Talk about last game real quick, and then I'm going to Bill Belichick and we'll move forward. (laughs) And I was like, I like that. Obviously, that's from a guy who would have been on the East Coast, and Mm -hmm. you've been in the NFL, and you know how Belichick handles week to week, and Mm -hmm. it's just we're on to the next one. Um, And I've got this in my practice report. It'll be in about an hour and a half at the end of the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, But Whipple talks about how that is the first football game he's ever coached where they have not had an offensive penalty.
1: Did there, we rea- wh- did we realize that there was no off there was no false start ever there no. was no I mean obviously the refs don't call holding but
2: no fault <laughs> yeah well only on Nebraska though
1: <laughs> well they didn't call it on uh, uh, did Northwestern get one I don't um, think either of them got them got N- one.
2: Northwestern had a uh, they had a false start
1: right no and, I know but, but yeah but no holdings yeah no holdings for for either team but yeah the but yeah that was that was an improvement. That was, that was an improvement. There always seems to be a key false start, it seems like, in the last several years. And so you didn't see that. So that was was good, too. Well, what but,
2: was it, the Oklahoma game last year? What? what? Was that the one where it started out with two false starts? Oh, oh
1: probably. Probably. But I don't know. I just I, I feel I like Whipple's mindset. I think that really has got to permeate the program a little bit for mm-hmm. things to uh, to to turn around and just get out of the mental funk that so many people are in
2: yeah and chenander they he, he's very good at taking responsibility for his unit you know says that tackling needs fixed and that's on me yeah so uh yeah i should, mean you should expect things obviously it's uh it's a little bit easier matchup on paper this week so you should have some good things happen at memorial stadium saturday all
1: right let's hope so
2: and volleyball at home tonight
1: volleyball at home uh what Loyola Marymount that's right
2: start of the Husker Invitational and actually that match will be here on KLIN as well so it'll be an abbreviated drive time Lincoln 5 30 pregame six o'clock first serve all right very good and if Husker fans want to get into the Bob Devaney Sports Center for free tomorrow night's match which is Ole Miss led by Caleb Banworth Mm -hmm. taking on Loyola Marymount Tickets are free to get into
1: that. These are free. All right, welcome Kayla back to uh, to Nebraska after she started her career yep. in the SEC there, but uh, was a player, longtime assistant here as well, and uh, kind of the right hand woman for John Cook for a while on that bench. All right, there you go. That's what's going on today. Oh, by the way, Nebraska volleyball. You see the stat yesterday? They lead the nation in defensive hitting percentage.
2: At, it's under 100. At
1: one hundred at point oh one.
2: It's very good. That's very, very good.
1: It's awesome. And they're putting out Game of Thrones memes or whatever the new Game of Thrones. Red Thro- Kingdom. Red, Ki- well, Red
2: Kingdom, but they got the Game of Thrones typeface like on there. Zero,
3: yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to take... The way, yeah. By the way, uh, you know your uh, chap yesterday about saran rap Yeah, Cellophane. That's garbage. Yeah, it is, but I did a little research uh, yesterday afternoon. There's What's actually that? a musical group called Cellophane. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they m- mostly rap.
1: 625 telling K today with Jack and friends on KLIN.
4: I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these
0: politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox.
5: Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
6: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
5: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
7: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
0: Look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on
1: LNK Today. But first, it's time to give you the key to get into the draft room. Fantasy Huskers, each week we ask you something about the game and you essentially have a draft in picking answers to that question. It's kind of like a fantasy draft. And if you get a pick... And if you are the closest with your pick to what actually happens, you get our prize pack, 50 bucks from Valentino's, 50 bucks from Alumni Hall, but you've got to first text in that keyword to get your pick. So if you haven't made a pick yet this week, here is your chance. Text in Right now, the word touchdown, T-O-U-C-H-D-O-W-N, to the Rick Stein Recognition Text Line, 402-479-1400. One of the people who text that word in is going to be selected to make a draft pick. You'll hear about it at 8.30 this morning. Well, you hear it on text first, and you're going to make your pick yet this morning, and we'll announce those picks at 9 o'clock. If you don't get selected this time, there's also an opportunity at 8.10. So, Text in the word touchdown, T-O-U-C-H-D-O-W-N, if you want to be in in the selection for this pick. You might get drawn. Um, we do it every day, twice a day, so you have plenty of chances to get yourself a pick and then maybe be the one who is exactly right uh, or closest to right on the score of the game and get yourself that prize package, some pizza, and some swag. All right. With that said, it is time. By the way, we're back with the Friday Husker Tailgate tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun last week. Expect Brendan Stuy back from Ireland. No internet issues going along with that. Mike Schaefer will be joining us can't as well. He can
2: conveniently disconnect while in the Guinness area right. of yes. Aviva Stadium.
1: That will, uh, that will not be an <laughs> issue. And the other thing, if you have not been watching us on Facebook, we are back again on Facebook once again. All you need to do is go to the KLIN Facebook page and if you want to watch the show, it's a kind of a multimedia experience with not only video going on during the show, uh, we've got video that comes with all of our sound clips and there's graphics and it's kind of a little TV show. If you'd rather watch it that way, you can do that at the KLI and Facebook page. So like that now. Plus we keep the mics on during the breaks. And so you get to hear all that conversation that you normally wouldn't get to hear on the radio. And it's a, it's a good time. So check that out tomorrow. If you'd like to have a little something to watch as you get ready for your Friday sound off time. Oh boy. It is special. Should we have a special master hearing day that you've all been waiting for? uh in florida uh because now the sides uh Donald Trump side the federal government side has now put in their briefs and now the judge is going to hear from the sides in a court to
7: decide whether or not there's a special master uh, on, on this case. A federal judge is set to hear a motion today on appointing a special master to oversee the ongoing investigation as a DOJ filing seeks to take over all aspects of the case. Trump's legal team firing back, quote, The United States Attorney's Office has filed an extraordinary document with this court suggesting that the DOJ and the DOJ alone should be entrusted with the responsibility of evaluating its unjustified pursuit of criminalizing a former president's possession of personal and presidential records in a secure setting the doj had argued that a special master was unnecessary arguing in a filing quote plaintiff's motion to appoint a special master enjoying for the review of seized materials fails for multiple independent reasons
1: now this judge which she's a trump appointed judge had previously indicated that she was inclined to appoint a special master earlier i think there's I think it'll be a hard. I think it'll be difficult for her to go away from that. I think they. My guess is that they will appoint one. I don't know that that's a huge victory or loss for either side. To be honest, I think the biggest impact in that whole thing is going to be the timing of everything going forward. Which I, I I've got a feeling that the the feds, if they were going to bring charges, they've ended the window where they would have done that at this point. With how close that you are to the election at this point. Um, now there are some may who might say, "Well, you know they're, you know they're they're out to get them. This is why they're going to do it." And I don't really know. I mean, it, 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 even just to kind of play a thought experiment with this: if they were out to, if if the idea was having some political impact, like what does doing that before the election actually do politically? I, you know, does it fire up a base? Does it, you know, make people decide that they're not going to vote for Trump? I mean, I don't really know what the clear impact of that would be, but nonetheless, um, I've got a feeling if an indictment is coming, it would be after November or whatever it is this year, November 3rd as well. So we will, uh, we'll see. Um, Just looking at the filings, though, yesterday, um, looking at the things that have been said by uh, both sides including Trump on his on truth social and his attorneys that are doing interviews right now um you can you can take this or leave this if you want uh, but just based on based on what the law is you know how courts usually handle these things what needs to be proven what doesn't if you're uh let's see how should i say this if you're pulling for Trump in this thing Right now, if you're, if you're right now, you would uh, probably want them to be doing the uh, the stuff they're doing to be preserve your arguments at trial a little bit differently. I would say, than than um, just coming out with with so much stuff and trying to sort of play this out in the court of public opinion. I just don't think that's going to help you very much when you get to the trial stage because you're going to say something that you wish you hadn't said at that point in trying to defend yourself earlier i'd be i'd be clamped down on this thing and if i had the attorneys i wouldn't be doing also wouldn't be going on and, and doing interviews it's just some of the stuff that came that was said yesterday knowing what has to be proven i i whew, I'm, I'm a little surprised i'm a little surprised and that that's not even saying anything about the the merits of what did or didn't happen but but you know to each their own with their legal strategies i guess we'll
2: wouldn't you be better off of just saying we're we're prepared for how this is going to proceed yeah
1: i would i mean i would not i mean uh, if the former president came out and did a a truth yesterday that said oh, on based, truth social yeah i basically said look they took the because he was didn't like you know they that picture that came out with all the documents laid out. So you could see the covers on what was there in the time magazines. And he said, well, they staged that photo. They took it from the cartons that were right there. And while he, I mean, I think he, I that I, that's obviously right. They, they staged, they staged that photo. They weren't laying out like that, but in the meantime, you're basically coming close, if not going fully in on admitting to have having possession of those documents. That were there which would potentially be a defense in, in various ways anyway that's enough on that A uh, special election in alaska last night raised some eyebrows around the country bit of an upset here from what the uh, the projections had had
8: mary peltola has won the special august 16th election to fill the state's sole u.s house seat the Democrat, a former state lawmaker, becomes the first Native American woman to represent the state in Congress. She will finish the remainder of late GOP Representative Don Young's term and face re-election for a full two-year term on November 8th, the race coming down to the wire between Peltola and former Alaska Governor and GOP Vice Presidential nominee Sarah Palin. Peltola saying, we built a great deal of momentum in a short time, adding, I plan to continue introducing myself to Alaskans and working to earn their trust Kristen goodwin fox news we thought
1: that nebraska uh, special election carried a short term with it right <laughs> i mean you might i wouldn't even bring a change of clothes hardly if you go out there to be in the house for They're
2: preparing for the december 1st um, i mean re- uh,
1: between all the breaks that they have there too anyway i mean what are you doing what are you d- <laughs> So they'll have another. They'll have another one. The rank choice voting is a the thing there in Alaska. There's a lot of people watching it um, because of that. But nonetheless, um, Sarah. I mean, that's surprising, right? I guess it's, it's always hard to tell what the popularity of sort of local figures are in their own state from outside. And I think that's probably a little bit of what what failed in the projections of this particular race. How the rank choice impacted it. Um, and who actually is, is, uh, one of the choices, who the choices are, how many choices there are will probably impact what happens next time around with this one. But of course, a former vice presidential candidate, and there were a lot of eyes on that one yesterday. Um, are we done with all the primaries now? Oh, I mean, I know that wasn't a primary. That was actually a, a special election, but do we have all of these races now set for November? Because, you know, it's two months away from this week. I, the, the, <laughs> I, I just every every Tuesday, it feels like there's another set of
2: states that I figured had already voted, but they hadn't now. We're going to vote all the way up to November. And then, they're, the, then you, the, the
1: primary is on the Monday before uh, <laughs> Election Day. Uh, this is, uh, well, I mean, not totally surprising, but. Uh, just kind of a statistical anom- anomaly or, or a difference in the way that this stat has been going for years and decades in terms of Americans' life expectancies. According to CDC data, the U.S. average dropped almost two years in 2020, then by almost another year in 2021. The changes are normally measured in months, not years. In 2019, the average American could expect to live to age 79. Now it's just 76 Health experts say the drop may continue even post-COVID. Deaths from fentanyl in the U.S. are up more than 56% since 2019. More than 108,000 Americans died from opioids last year alone. I, I mean, I don't, I don't at all minimize the seriousness of of that crisis and and the fentanyl and the numbers going way up. I do. It is interesting. I mean, it's just a legitimate question. I don't really have a position on it, but how much does that actually factor into something like a nationwide calculation of of life expectancy? Like, is it moving the needle that much on that? And what are the non-COVID, you know, is it fentanyl? Is that the biggest non-COVID factor going into this? Or is it something else that wasn't there, uh, say, two years ago? But those are the big ones that have changed the most. I mean, I, I assume. I'm not sure what else really has been out there that's that much of a sea change in that short of a time that would impact something like this. Um, young people in the news. Well, it looks like uh, our, our young people are fairly well informed with the news, although you can predict where they're getting it from. And are they happy about it? Eh. I don't know.
8: The survey was conducted by the Media Insight Project. It showed people ages 16 to 40 do follow the news daily, but they don't like what they see. An estimated 71% of the age group gets news daily from social media, though less people are using Facebook for news than in past surveys. 45% get their news from traditional sources like TV, radio, newspapers and news websites, but only 32% say they enjoy following the news. Seven years ago that number was 53% for millennials and about nine in ten say misinformation is a problem placing the responsibility equally on social media companies and users politicians and the media gianna gelosi fox news i
1: mean I, I can relate to that it's a little bit of a weird uh, a weird combination of things but i mean I, I follow the news in part because of my job uh but also in part because of because i'm a citizen and i'm i'm interested but I'll tell you this, especially national news, I don't really yeah I I'm kind of the same way, I can't say I really derive any pleasure out of that. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't call it fun or encouraging or happiness inducing.
2: I'm not getting super excited to yeah. click on the next story. Mostly it's to to be informed.
1: Right. Yeah. Um we talked a little bit about the uh the casino in Lincoln still hoping to open up in the next uh two weeks plus here. But it looks like Kansas, our neighbors to the south, they're getting in the game too here very soon. It's uh, it is sweeping the Great Plains states, and that is gambling and specifically sports gambling.
8: Starting today, anyone over the age of twenty-one in Kansas can gamble on sporting events, including at four state-endorsed casinos online or on several betting apps. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly signing a bill legalizing sports wagering earlier this year, joining 30 other states and Washington, D.C. in legalizing sports gambling. Neighboring Missouri is not one of them. Kansas will take a 10% tax on all revenue for sports betting and could use the money to attract professional sports teams. Analysts say the changes come as football season kicks off, allowing folks to make wagers on college games and the upcoming NFL regular season. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Yeah, what?
1: Th- what th- when? remember when it was just Vegas? <laughs> not that long ago? 30 states now. For a while, they had, like, scratch-off things that you could sort of do that were kind of quasi-sports betting, but not a true sports book. But now the you're in the minority as a state if you don't have it. And most of them... Uh, I believe have that online method of doing it, mm-hmm. which Nebraska won't have. If I mean, whenever that happens, it's just going to be in-person sports books. But Kansas and Iowa, for instance, you can get your phone, you can get your uh, favorite sports betting app, you can plug your credit card in, you can be going in minutes.
2: Well, Nebraska has also tried to, because it was passed by petition by the by the ballot initiative instead of through the legislature. As what happens from the legislature is they try to slow it down as much as possible. Kansas literally did this a few months ago, and now they're going to have it enacted, and it's going to be in practice, and Nebraska's trying to go, well, let's push it off another couple of weeks. Let's push it off here. It's It's a consistency in Nebraska.
1: Um we'll see and 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 again i I say that I don't know i I don't know, and maybe the the war horse has clarified this since there had been some indication that maybe this initial temporary uh, facility that was going to go up in lincoln would have not only slot machines but an opportunity but there was one of the documents said that there were going to be sports books but there's also reporting out there that there wasn't going to be the the, like matt olberding had a big story about it this week and he just talked about the slot machines the 400 slot machines so Mm -hmm. i don't know where their plan is on that if i mean i'm sure at some point they're they want to get that open and going because that's another revenue stream but i'm not sure if that's going to be an option here right away what two weeks and change from right now Uh, let's see. Got a couple more that I want to, uh, get to here. Um, oh, this, this is interesting. So, uh, obviously remote work became a, a a big thing for a lot of people over the last few years working from home. But what if, uh, what if you had an opportunity to go on vacation, sail the high seas, but also do your job the entire time you are there? Are you even interested in something (laughs) like that? Well, Some of the people in the cruise industry think folks are, but they got to get them Internet to do that.
7: Live in the dream, working remotely on board a cruise liner. It's a new option, with Royal Caribbean launching a partnership with SpaceX for Starlink Internet Technology, a first in the cruise industry, allowing guests to work remotely from the high seas. Installation of the new Internet via 3,000 Starlink satellites will begin immediately on Royal Caribbean, Celebrity and Silver Sea cruises. Oh, but what about the global dead zones for cell phone service. SpaceX also partnering with T-Mobile to share technology for universal cellular connectivity. Practically everywhere in the continental U.S., Hawaii, parts of Alaska, Puerto Rico, and territorial waters. Good news, bad news. No, you'll always be reachable. Therese Crowley. Yeah, no kidding.
2: yeah, just not for 90% of Nebraska.
6: <laughs>
1: uh... <laughs> look there's no better you know at first we worked in our office then we worked in you know some of us worked in our homes in our basement in our home offices now you get the great fun opportunity of using a spacious cabin room in a cruise to set up your home office could there be any worse place now maybe they've got areas business suites or you bring it up to the pool and you bring your computer out there but there could not be a worse room I think possible if you've ever been on a cruise to try and do mobile work than one of those cabin rooms that are in a cruise. They uh, they're not spacious. They're not, they're not they're not made for that. But more power to you if you guys want to do that.
2: Set up some office areas on them.
1: Uh, yeah. Last uh, last one I want to get to here. Of course, Amazon has Amazon Prime. Walmart is doing the Walmart Plus. This bundling thing is becoming a bigger thing. Plus, you're getting more income in subscriptions. And there's a battle. But could there be a new entrant? into the field with Amazon and Walmart. Could the mouse be knocking on the Prime Services door?
6: The entertainment giant is exploring a membership program akin to Amazon Prime that could offer discounts or special perks to encourage customers to spend more on its streaming services, theme parks, resorts, and merchandise, according to the Wall Street Journal. Currently, discussions at Disney are in the early stages, and it's not known how much the company would charge for membership fees and how long it would take to launch. Membership programs have gained popularity among retailers from Amazon to Walmart, to Starbucks because they help companies to better understand their customers while offering discounts or perks that encourage them to remain loyal. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. We,
1: we got to go, but I suppose it depends on the price point, but the thing that Amazon and Walmart obviously have is the shipping, the entire infrastructure for right. the shipping, which is, I think, the true value of of Amazon Prime but uh we'll see maybe maybe passes to Epcot center or something or the equivalent of that for people who do the Disney plus. All right, 656 we'll take a break we'll talk to the Capital Humane Society next on KLIN. It's our
0: weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on
1: LNK today. 658 lnk today with Jack and friends on KLIN, Matt McChar from the Capital Humane Society. By the way, the been in the news for you know good reason you got the capital cat back it sounds is the capital cat back uh matt to the capital area
9: uh yeah the owner <laughs> owner picked him up yesterday uh late afternoon
1: good very good i there were a lot of people talking about that okay so that one's not there for adoption but there are others tell us about what is there for adoption right now
9: so first off we got hannah montana So Hannah Montana is an approximately five-month-old border collie mix, spayed female. She's white and black in color and weighs about 27 pounds right now, but uh, only being five months old, she'll get a little bigger. But she was left in our overnight kennels with her two siblings, so there's actually three of them. Okay. And uh, all three are looking for homes, but she's a cute puppy. She'll be available today. and. As with most puppies, working on house training and basic obedience will be important, but if you're looking for a sweet puppy that'll add some excitement to your life, come and meet her or her siblings and uh, potentially adopt them.
1: Okay, and what else do we have?
9: Then we got Alex. So Alex is an approximately 11-year-old Siamese mixed-neutered male. He's a seal point. He weighs about 16 pounds, so he's a little uh, on the chubby side. But uh, he's also fronty-clogged. Unfortunately, his owner passed away, and so he ended up with us. So he's looking for a home to spend his retirement years, and also a home that can get him on a little bit of a weight loss plan and get him down to a healthy weight.
1: All right, very good. Hey, we need those adoptions at Capital Humane Society, so go out there and get one if you're in the market for a pet. Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Hi, we're going. I we got Matt Mitchell from Capital Humane Society. It's eight, seven o'clock on KLI and Lincoln.
5: From the Momo. pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks, oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's
6: mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. 49 perfect with our classic fries price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer
5: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
6: don't you love an extra hundred dollars in
7: your pocket
1: Well, apparently all the legends are coming out for uh the season premiere of generation collaboration season three uh, i'm just i'
2: waiting i'm gonna give you
1: the lineup uh of who we've got the south the calls came in four five and six we had uh cold blooded scott was was four so he's gonna play first i believe believe he believe he's next and then uh then asterisk James was next and he is the uh ringer for the millennial <laughs> team. <laughs> Uh, And then we got Chris Nolathe III, who is an ex who has teamed up with me many times. And so these guys are experts, veterans of this game. And we'll see if one of them can represent for the the generation. So let's get it started. Good morning, Scott. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. uh, If I remember right, you're an ex. You're with me. Is that right? Uh, No. No, you're a boomer. So we have one of each. We have one of each to start things out. Sorry to misage you there, uh, Scott. I, I had forgotten. All right. Can Mark and Scott get right on the board to start this whole thing? Caleb, do you have the questions for the Boomers? I do. Here's, how, here's how it works.
2: There's going to be no excuse if they don't get them.
1: Five questions, and then you've got to pick one from one of the generations. If you get all six, you are the prize winner. If you don't, the millennials get a shot. Uh, then we might give them one for bragging rights anyway. With Good luck, Scott. Stash, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to need it. Good luck, Scott. All right. Caleb, fire away
2: this guitarist formed the band cream with ginger baker i know it and jack bruce i know it uh pretty sure
10: it's eric clapton yeah i'm pretty it's sure you're right
2: correct there's one. First appearing in 1965 poppin fresh is a mascot for what brand
3: oh that's um uh, poppin poppin fresh um uh, Poppin' Fresh. Yeah, yeah, it was the Dough, Doughboy, like the Doughboy, Pop and Pills- Fresh. Pillsbury? S- 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 Pillsbury, yeah.
2: Pillsbury it yeah. is. Oh, two two. T- oh, here come the boomers. First an actor, this politician became a defining force in conservative politics. Oh, seriously? While serving as governor of California seriously? in the late 60s <laughs> and early 70s. <laughs>
3: Would that be Ronnie? Ronald. (laughs) All
1: right, you guys can never complain about millennials getting the easy questions again. I told you there's no excuse.
3: All right, what's four?
2: According to a TV Land sitcom starring Betty White, it is hot in which U.S. city? (laughs) Cleveland. (laughs)
1: Cleveland, yep. I don't know if I would have got that one.
2: This green guy was a popular toy and even had a TV show. This green guy.
3: Ooh. Green. Oh, I know. I think I know what it well, is. Well, it's not the Jolly Green Giant. That's. I know what it no, is. Um, no. Green guy. I know it. Incredible Hulk. Was he green?
10: Yeah. Yeah, that might be. That's. That would probably be it. Incredible
2: Hulk. Final answer. Yeah. No. Oh,
1: oh no! It's got to be Gumby, isn't it's it? Gumby. Oh, let's
3: go. Oh. Gumby. Gumby. Gumby who in the name of you don't know who, is Gumby. you don't know who Gumby is no. that is your generation that was like
1: that was like with one of the top toys of of your generation right Gumby
3: you don't know what Gumby is no <laughs> do you
1: what, know what like, little did you know
2: like, Caleb yeah I, I watched it That's on it. uh what was it it was on Nickelodeon I think
3: well, that's way after. Hold on. Go, I got to look up before we get to... And I, th- he, it, I think I know what, what this is. Yes, but that... It was uh, that, characters that uh,
1: have been subject to two television series, a feature-length film and other media. Uh, 1953 was the year uh, oh debuted. That was the origin.
9: <laughs> no, and then that, there was a
3: revival was, in the 80s. The original was Gumbasia. Okay. Nazi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but in
1: 1959, the Gumby Show entered syndication. When? 1959,
3: and went in into the 60s. Oh, I know why I didn't get it. We only had black and white television. We didn't <laughs> know he was green. <laughs> <laughs> there. Sorry, Scott.
1: <laughs> oh, The boomers are off to an 0-1 start, and I'm laughing and cackling, but now we know. Oh, God, please don't let this happen. Okay? <laughs> Oh, uh, Caleb is giddy because he got Asterisk James. Team up with him uh, again. Welcome we'll back, James. It. Hi, James. How are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah. I feel like you're a little disappointed to hear from me. I uh, I think that's. Fair. I'm not. Welcome okay, well, back. One of Happy us is. One of us isn't. But let's see. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> will Maybe I'll lose. Of two, two of us isn't. Two of us isn't. Maybe you'll lose, and then I'll you know I'll be in a, bit of a better mood, and then I'm gonna take it with Chris. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll see. Uh, number one question for you guys: What powerful four octave range? Excuse me. Let me say that again. With a powerful four octave range, this singer fronted bands such as Soundgarden and Audio Slave. James is going to get this. Correct. This two. Ooh, this two thousands internet meme featured an animated cat <laughs> with the body of a pop tart.
2: That was neon cat. Oh, jeez. Yes, in two thousand. Yeah,
1: YouTube. In two thousand three, which space shuttle tragically disintegrated upon reentry into Earth's atmosphere?
2: James, you know this one, right?
1: Um, oh. I get these confused. It's either
0: Challenger or Columbia. It's Columbia. Okay. Yes, it's Columbia. I'll
5: say Columbia. The Challenger
1: blew up on Liftoff. These
2: these next two.
1: This seventh generation Nintendo Wii was backward compatible with what predecessor?
10: Uh, Does that have to be 64? Nintendo 64?
2: No, I'm pretty sure it was the GameCube. Your final answer?
0: I'm I'm not a gamer, so I'll go with what
1: Caleb said. It's GameCube.
2: <laughs> Why are you so
1: mad? All right, all right. Why do you think I am Caleb? All right, all right, Jack. I get excited for this game every time we bring it out and then you yep. and you and your ringer. I mean, next time you and I are picking the cards. Not Caleb. I'm not I don't That's pre-read fine. them. It's random. Uh th- number 5. Thirsty for more. Oh my gosh. Thirsty for more. <laughs> Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern play the Wet Bandits in this 1990 classic. <laughs> are you kidding me.
0: Uh Home Alone 2. Or Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Do, what, Which, is the 1990. 1990.
1: Oh, 1990?
10: That has to be Home Alone, the original,
1: then. Yeah. Yes, it's Home Alone, the original. All right. What do you want, Boomers or X's for the extra point and the coronation and the blah, blah, blah? <laughs> we get your hope. Uh, hope, hope you enjoy the
10: game. Really hard X questions.
1: Okay. I just pulled one. What? <laughs> cool. Cool. What television host ended his 30-year run on The Tonight Show in
10: 1992? <laughs> um, was it Carson? Yeah.
2: There's one. Can
1: you sign him up for a stupid prize? one no start. Just throw the prize sheet around there. All right. There you go, James. Did it again. Hope you feel great. Hope you feel good about yourself. You won. Go into the game i know i'm not I, I know my bosses probably would not advise me mark to act bitter when we give prizes away to contestants who correctly play the game and win but i'm not gonna hide it i'm bitter i'm angry i'm disgruntled i'm disappointed well if you're disgruntled then i'm gruntled but here, here's the thing here's the thing though chris and olathe is still on the line okay we gave away the tickets We got a few minutes. We can still play straight up for bragging rights, but they will go on the leaderboard. Okay? Oh,
3: they they count for yeah.
1: They still will count, but these are not, I mean, the tickets are the first winner. Okay? So if you are wanting to to try it here, uh, we got probably five minutes. We can do a few more. And I know Chris is on hold, and I know Chris is going to team up with me. And I need to, more than anything, I need to keep pace at this point yeah. get, get some dubs get on the board so let's see if chris sorry we're not getting tickets i don't know if you're gonna come up here anyway but we can still that's get all away
10: right. I, was, I wasn't gonna be able to use them anyway but Great. um i'm just playing supplies, thank
3: you let's get the there? axes on the board all right mark fire it up it's a fantasy film with tom hanks and zoldar big oh yeah big yeah right. zoldar is the machine the game yeah but yeah, yeah. big thank <laughs> right, you chris an oil spill from this tanker spilled 10.8 million gallons wow. of crude oil off the coast of Alaska in 1989, often considered... Exxon Valdez. Yep. Right?
10: yep. I remember that from Waterworld. Yep. Going down to the Exxon
3: Valdez. Yep, Exxon Valdez. Next. <laughs> What's the name of Penny's dog on an Inspector Gadget? Uh, brain. Chris? It's Brain, isn't it? I'll go with him on that. Yep. In 1987...
1: The just stu- say right. I mean, at least say right so I can <laughs> celebrate a little bit. Is that right? Correct. Thank you.
2: Don't you don't get to tell him how to how to, to run his his side. Uh, of having when a, you just pouted for ten minutes. Having
1: an affirmation if the question is correct or not is not is a minimal uh, uh, reasonable uh, request.
9: You got it. Uh,
3: yeah, Mark. Next in question, 19, please. In 1987, the stock market plunged an incredible 22.6 percent, worse than the crash before the Great Depression. What nickname? was given this event by the oh, media.
1: Black, what day of the week was it? I think
3: black Monday. Was that, well, it was I black wanted to Monday? say
1: Tuesday or Thursday, though. Is it Monday?
3: Oh, no. On, no, no. Um, no, no,
1: you don't Monday. Google it. <laughs> I think it's... Uh, you think it's Monday? Maybe it was
10: Black Tuesday.
1: <laughs> I think it was Tuesday or Thursday. I'm not doing anything. My hands are up. I'm not cheating in it anyway. Your final answer, um, Chris. What do you want to go with here? I got. I, I think it's well, let's Tuesday.
3: Go Black Tuesday, then All right. You, you know,
10: you got me thinking here. It's like I was thinking Black Monday. You're going to be so thinking, mad at me I if it's Monday.
3: Right. Black, Black Tuesday. Let's Bl- go Black Black Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. And... No! No! It was Black Monday. Oh, oh no!
1: Oh, oh. That's so no, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caleb, you don't have to, Caleb is already over at the board putting the loss on there. <sighs> oh, it looks like Mark maybe gets another chance here to get a win. And make me the only one who didn't get a win. Alright, we'll do we'll do this last one for bragging, right? So that Paul wants to uh to join you. You're with uh you're with Mark, right, Paul? Yep, yeah, I'm with Mark. All right. Uh that means That's me. Caleb's asking.
2: All right, here we go. This Disney love story stars two dogs.
9: Lady in the Tramp, Mark?
2: Yep. That is correct. More famous for his later films, this star, first known to U.S. audiences as Cato from The Green Hornet. Bruce
9: Lee, Mark?
3: Uh, I, I can't argue it. I'm not a big movie person. Bruce Lee.
2: So. That is also correct. The socially conscious 1968 hit, Everyday People, was sung by whom? Ooh. Ooh. 68. Eight? Nineteen 1968. I know it. I know it. <sighs> oh, ho, 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 ho. Need some
1: help, Mark. Oh, uh, you're not getting uh, it from him.
3: Uh, uh, no. Sly in hey, the Family hey,
2: Stone. He, oh God! I, I had to think. I had to. He pulls the win. He got it chubby checker popularized this dance craze with a 1960s the twist. twist is correct i many baby questions an enchanting sorceress marries a mortal man and vows to lead bewitched. a bewitched okay. is
1: correct wow this is, this is gonna be a dark day for the exes ex
2: or millennial uh, millennials are the easy questions aren't they
9: mark <laughs>
3: uh typically baby questions that's true yeah that's true
9: Let's do the millennial. All right, what the let's
3: heck? do uh, it. All right, uh, is this just one question? Yeah, this is the extra point. Get one. Okay. one question. Who was the celebrity? Wait, that,
2: no, no, no. You don't get a read. You're it. the contestant. What are
3: you doing? I thought you said millennial. Yeah, it
2: I is. read. I read a millennial question to to you. And now, oh, one.
3: I thought I. Never mind. <laughs> we got to remind everyone of the rules here. All right. <laughs> I, I was gone a week. You got to remind yeah. me.
2: Who is the author of the popular Harry Potter book series?
3: J.K. Rowling.
2: That's correct.
9: Oh, cool. And by the way, we are filing an injunction because that question on the first baby boomer, you asked about a green guy that was popular. Are you kidding me? More popular than the Hulk? Come on!
1: Just take your win, Paul.
9: Take
3: your win. Typical lawyer. Typical lawyer. That's a W for the boomers. Boomers are... One and one. Wait, uh, Caleb, uh, down the scoreboard, please, in order. Yeah.
2: Um, the scoreboard. Oh, I was, that's what I was doing.
9: Okay, go starting ahead. Starting
2: from a third place with a zero winning percentage is are the uh, X's. Oh, With a 500 wow. win percentage, uh-huh. Baby Boomers. Hey. And undefeated, Millennials.
1: Unbelievable. We are coming back with a vengeance. X's next week. More football tickets on the line. More pride on the line. I'm not doing this again. I already had Nebraska lose their first game of the year, and it's, it's already like Groundhog Day. And now the Millennials get out to an
2: early win. Yeah. Wow, can't believe you onside Absolute kicked the first 90. generation collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 724.
1: All right, we'll play again a week from today for tickets to uh, Georgia Southern. 724, it's LNK Today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Your tailgate
0: isn't complete without nitro cold
5: brew coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company.
0: Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KMIN. All
1: right, welcome back seven forty on September first, twenty twenty two. Glad to have you back with us, and it is time. as you just heard. To count them down, it's our rundown of the five things we think you're going to be talking about today. So let's get it going today with...
3: Number five. The 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals rejected the request to temporarily block part of Nebraska's ballot initiative petition process. The effort was uh, sought by the group trying to legalize medical marijuana. The ballot petition law requires petitioners to collect signatures of 7% of registered voters across the state, as well as at least 5% of voters in at least 38 of the state's 93 counties. You may recall Nebraskans for Medical Marijuana and the ACLU of Nebraska sued, arguing the requirement unconstitutionally makes some voters' signatures more valuable than others. Now, a federal judge temporarily blocked the requirement, but in the uh, appellate process, two of the three members of the Eighth Circuit disagreed reverse the order. So right now uh, it's as uh, the state constitution calls for.
1: Yeah, as um, if this isn't reversed at a higher level and I don't know if they're going to go forward with further appeals on this and try and move it up higher, but nonetheless, if this does stay that means that uh, of course, that the way that we've done this for a while now is going to continue and you've got to have that minimum requirement for additional counties. It's not just based on a raw number. As you mentioned, the decision was two to one. The majority essentially held that the equal protection clause didn't apply here because this was not a fundamental right that was in the constitution. I've talked about it on the show a lot of times. Equal protection law is messy, unclear stuff, but nonetheless, two of the three judges found that to be the case. What does that mean practically? Well, it means status quo essentially with these ballot initiatives. You might have had a bit of an uptick, maybe a significant uptick in ballot initiatives had that rule been allowed or been needed to be changed as unconstitutional, and not have the county requirement, because frankly, I mean, let's be honest—you you would have had a, uh, it would have been an easier, cheaper prospect to get the signatures uh, when you don't have to travel and you don't have to be in a lot of these counties, and and also you could rely more on the the sort of the sentiments of just the more populous areas of the state as well, and as we've seen with the legislature a whole lot of times. You've got a, a rural-urban divide on a lot of uh, issues
3: that are out there. Now, this as may well. not this may not have been uh, as uh, big a defeat for the Nebraskans for medical marijuana if they hadn't lost their primary funding source, uh, you know, early right. on in the in the collection process. So they had to go to all volunteers, and yeah. and that really made the 38 county And they didn't even get the the just the raw number of signatures.
1: They, as they I were, understand. For the they were very close. Area. They were close, but they didn't they didn't get that. So it didn't actually change, you know, the outcome. Of that whole thing, but you're right in that. I mean, it, the other thing that it means is that, you, you, in most cases, you got to be pretty well funded to be able to pull this off. Yeah, for better or for worse, the ballot initiative requires well funded interests to be in your corner. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's. I mean, th- I mean that is that's the reality of it. I still. I mean, just as a thought experiment, I'm not saying that I would support this. I'd need to really think through it, but. If there was a way that you could basically do it and verify all the signatures and do it online, what would the result of that be? Like, how, what would, how would that make things look? It, you know, it's it, it, it's interesting. I mean, if there's an interest in the state for more direct rule, for more direct rule by the people of the state, give you that opportunity. Even if it had the county requirement, that was in it as well. But... Nonetheless, yeah. If, they, if they're going to come back with medical marijuana or any other issues, they're going to need to make sure they're funded. They're very
3: funded. If, they, if it's a petition initiative, you know it's going to come up again. In the yeah,
1: but I think the same thing. You know what? I think, I mean, if I had to predict what's going to happen, the same thing will happen that always does in the legislature. And it's not going to pass. It'll be close, but it's not going to pass. And they're going to come back with a new ballot initiative. And it's going to be for recreational marijuana. They're going to be able to get a whole lot more money for that because that's what they need. Because there's a lot more money to be made in that game than medical marijuana and the county requirement there'll be money to deal with the county requirement and it might be more you may have more motivated people to come sign it as well oh absolutely. so i mean like with so many things when you go to the ballot initiative process
3: it becomes this sort of all or nothing game on a lot of these issues well and and to, just to be very very honest about it the, medic- or the uh, recreational marijuana Pretty good cash crop for a lot of agricultural areas. Well, yeah, that's—I mean—that's part of
1: the reason why you're going to have an yep. easier time getting signature
3: gatherers, because yep. you're you're, you're going to have an and easier time getting money because there's there's money in it for a lot more people. And we're yep. not talking about the industrial hemp in this case. We're yep. talking about correct. Number four, casino gambling in uh, the city county could be happening fairly soon. Matt Oberding, Journal Star, um, has got a pretty extensive uh, piece this morning. About the Nebraska Racing and Gaming Commission, they did not vote yesterday on granting the first permanent casino license for the Warhorse here in Lincoln. Instead, they chose to extend the provisional license license another thirty days, and he goes into all of the yeah. stuff that goes but, into that.
1: But the bottom line is that they can't open up with the provisional. License, They didn't go forward with it because they're still waiting on some background checks and some checks on the machines. The the War Horse people are saying, hey, we still think we can get this thing open by, what is it, September 19th? Is that the day that they're... they're, Yeah, September 19th. So that would be Monday, two weeks from Monday. Um, So they're saying they still think there's a shot of that, even though it was a 30-day extension of the provisional. There is another meeting prior to then, and so... According to them, plans are still going. Two weeks from Monday, you could be playing slots in Lincoln, Nebraska, in a casino, at least a temporary casino at that point. And, you know, whether it's now, later, that. And here's the other thing that's interesting. And Matt talked about this in his article, though. You know, Grand Island isn't getting started on their stuff until after the state fair is over. So they're they're always down the line. They're thinking maybe November that they can get that.
3: They've already got a facility. You know, they don't have to build a facility
1: and then omaha and columbus they're you know they're trailing behind that even they're looking at 2023 uh at some point so you're going to have a period of time assuming all goes as planned where the uh the first and only legal gambling in nebraska casino style gambling in nebraska will be here in this facility in lincoln for for a few months be interesting to see what kind of draw it has for people if the if that parking lot's packed and people want their slot machines or not. We'll also be interesting to see if it's just slot machines or if they're at,
3: they add anything or if it's, you know, just straight up slot machines for the time being. And it'll al- well. also uh, be interesting to see how uh, we're coming on the South Beltway because that's kind of all yeah. in that traffic pattern. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a, f- you know. A little later. little a little later.
1: Yeah. And that, of course, will have a bigger impact when they open the, the whole thing. Right. But this license also means
3: when they get it that they can start in earnest working on the permanent project. Right, the uh, the final project as the, well, the big casino part. Yeah. Now, the, the hotel's going to be delayed, I think, until after they get the casino mm-hmm. built. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It is wild to contrast this though with the the rollout here in Nebraska and how fast tracked everything was in Kansas.
1: Yeah, with you know, well, Kansas, Kansas hasn't have they had legalized ga- like casino gambling oh, in yeah. the past? Yeah. yeah, they had legalized. See, that's the thing; they had legalized. They just added sports gambling mm-hmm. to it. And a big part of theirs is they can do it in person, but they're also doing the online stuff, the app stuff. And so probably not a whole lot of infrastructure that goes
3: into that actually happening there. Maybe what you need to petition is to have Gage County, um, you know, taken in as a Kansas county, and that way your palatial home could uh, be under Kansas. You
1: mean use my strong influence in the Beatrice area uh, to suggest that perhaps Kansas annex it? Yep.
3: Little a little Kansas Island. in you imagine in the middle of Nebraska? Oh, jeez. Can you imagine people flocking to Beatrice for sports betting on Nebraska sports? Uh, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Uh, all right, moving on. Number three. Well, as you confirmed with Matt, Matt Chiro, uh with the Capital Main Society, Cameron the Capital Cat, back. Hey, uh, two women Tuesday took the cat, thinking he was a stray. Uh, State Senator Anna Wishart said the women were seen by Captain security around eight that night. He is microchipped, uh, has loving owner, city of adoring fans. Wishart wrote on Twitter, "Bring him back home." Uh, they found him later at Capitol Maine and you said, or I believe Matt said, the governor's uh, staff or somebody picked him up. Last
1: uh, yeah, night. some. Uh, well, there's an owner. There's a. There's an actual private owner that lives in the area, Okay. so that's the, the owner would have would have picked it up. But yes, the Capitol has their cat back, and this is one of the reasons I can't run for legislature, Mark. I am very allergic to cats. The, the, uh,
3: the cats outside though, isn't,
1: isn't he? I don't know. Does it get in there? I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just outside. I, I don't know. No. And I'm not. I'm not. Uh, listen, I'll be honest. I'm not a cat guy. I mean i you you've heard my issues you know with the dog situation I would consider myself a lot more of a dog guy than a cat guy, so just gives you an idea but I'm glad that, that the owner got their cat back how
2: about the how about people taking you're, you're not a cat guy
1: no I'm, no I'm a sausage guy team sausage okay I'm not a, I don't that's a different discussion altogether <laughs> but how about how about like sort of the uh, citizens' Brigade going out and getting the stray cats out from the capitol a little over aggressively perhaps hmm for a while, they made it sound like it was a kidnapping.
3: <laughs> a catnapping.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, but all is good there with, uh, with Cam, Cam the Cat. Congrats, it a, everybody.
3: There was a reported kidnapping at one of the schools, I heard, somewhere here in this county. Uh, but he woke up. No. No. Nope. Number two. <laughs> no. Nope. What a weird time to break that news. Oh, it's a joke. Uh, announcement yesterday. Uh, we kind of suspected this here uh, at Channel 8. but Our good friend and uh, your favorite media, the Internet's favorite meteorologist. And the developer of the DWAFT Index on Friday, mm-hmm. Husker Tailgate. Wow. So, but he made some news last night on uh, Channel 8 News. I think you could, do you have the audio or am I supposed to do that if you want? To?
1: Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. I did not have the, I, oh, uh, let me, let me see if I've, uh. Let's see if I've got it. You know what? I don't.
2: I don't have access to.
3: That's uh, it. that's my fault. Well, Let me see if I do. If I
1: pull it up.
2: Yes,
3: here it is. All right. This, this was, was Rusty this was Dawkins ch- last night. This was Channel Eight. Uh, the Rod uh, Fowler and, uh, and Megan, Megan Conway. we yep. uh, were going to update you on a new title okay. that Rusty has, and uh, Rusty, this may be a surprise to you, but you're now Channel 8's chief meteorologist. Did you know that? Yeah. Chief? You are.
7: Do you know how to spell that?
3: C-H-E-F.
7: Perfect. (laughs) You're a new chef.
10: But on a serious note, uh, we're very happy for you, my friend. I know that you've been with us off and on and, and filling in, in over the me. last few years. Yeah. But now you are officially a can's Chief Meteorologist. And I know on behalf of our entire staff here, we're thrilled. So
2: Absolutely. welcome. Oh, thank you very much. And it's your fault, Rod. You let me in when I was interning back in the late 90s. I did. To practice. So but
4: That was Rod? I don't he think he's been here it. that long.
10: <laughs> <laughs> How could I have been there when I'm only like 29 or something? Yeah, you were just I mean,
7: I was just a little guy. Little kid. <laughs>
1: just the door kid. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Congrats, Rusty. Uh, you hear him a lot here on KLIN over the course of the coming weeks and months, including on the Friday Husker tailgate show and The Dome Exists.
3: Number one. <laughs> <laughs> With an intense, emotional, improbable performance, uh, Serena Williams defeated Annette Kontavit, uh 76742662. She advances to the third round of the U.S. Open, and she says this is her last gonna retire. Uh,
1: I I got home late last night. I wanted to watch it, and it was in the third set. It was in the final set. And so I watched, like, the last three points of that. But then I got to see the ceremony. They were obviously ready for her to lose that match. Well, it was the two seed she
2: was playing right, against.
1: Right, right. So they had prepared, like, this sort of farewell ceremony. Oprah recorded a video for her. Tiger Woods was there, Spike Lee was there, I'm sure there are other notable people who were there watching the entire thing, and it felt like they had this whole ceremony and thing ready to go for her, that to be the end, and then she won, and they still sort of did it. Um, so she goes on, plays, yeah. I assume it'll be on primetime on Friday night that she goes on and plays this thing, but...
2: Well, they set an attendance record at this match, uh, It was the, the record that they broke. Her first round match.
1: If I was ever going to get into really? tennis, it yeah. is wow. years that the U.S. Open gets rowdy. It is more, it is more fun to watch than uh, listen. I'm sure your purists are like Wimbledon and Roland Garros and the French Open and the clay and all of those things. But those night matches at the at the U.S. Open have been good. It reminds me, like I'm not even a super big tennis fan, but. And Mark, maybe you remember this. Remember when Jimmy Connors was ending oh, yeah. up his career and he went yep. on that big run in 1991? Basically the same thing. I think he was a few years younger than Serena is now. But he went on that run into the, what, the semifinals of the U.S. Open? I and think, yeah, that's I, right. I wasn't a huge chance fan, but like every night, they put it in prime time and that was must-see TV. That was, everybody's was talking about Jimmy Connors. His, and, his
3: rants and his, act, you know, actions were just... Yes, he would his... go,
1: he was just really demonstrative and had the whole crowd in front of him and I feel bad for the people playing Serena because there is you have the worst home home court advantage ever as you're playing Serena. It doesn't matter how high right of a now,
2: seed you are. I mean, you are.
1: I, I almost felt bad for that gal, even though I was very much cheering for Serena. Mm-hmm. That gal last night, she went right off the court. She was done. She was like, "All right, I want to get on with my tennis career after this retirement thing ends." But no, it's hard. yeah, yeah. It's really hard not to cheer for her because for a lot of reasons. Um, I think a lot of people relate to her, of course. Being an African-American in a predominantly uh, white sport was very significant at the beginning of this whole thing. Probably why Tiger Woods is partially of... Uh, Tiger Woods has those things in common with her. Um, and then, But then, you know, she's a mom now, right? Um, she's like my age, roughly. I always cheer for people who are my age uh, and that sort of thing. And she's playing doubles with Venus tonight. Yeah, she's, she's teaming up with Venus. Just a couple of 40-somethings taking on the 20-somethings. Well, the and
3: and on the men's side, you know, you've got the number one player in the world that's not there. Not so, there, not so vaccinated. A lot right? of, a lot of uh, focus on
1: this Listen, one. I'm glad. Uh, at, if Gen X can't win generation collaboration, I'm at least glad that Gen X or close to Gen X could win the U.S. Open. Do we get a point? Can we have a point for that? No. If she wins?
3: No. Tennis players If she off.
1: and Venus wins tonight,
3: two points? No. No. Tennis players are horrible at relationships, by Why is that? Love meetings, nothing to them. 755, it's Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on
5: KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
7: That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes, only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
1: All right, since you did the right thing and you listened to us right at this moment, you you get a chance to win a prize for that. I'm going to give you another keyword to the draft. You want to draft in Fantasy Huskers, you've got to be selected from the group that texts these in. So text to the Rick Stein Recognition text line if you want to try and get a pick for this uh, this week's game. Text the word points. That is the keyword for 810. P-O-I-N-T-S, text in points. And one of the people who texts that word in is going to be awarded in about a half hour uh, with a draft pick for Fantasy Huskers. We are picking how many points does Nebraska score against North Dakota and if you are closest when you get a pick, you are going to be our winner of $50 gift to Valentino's and $50 gift to Alumni Hall. So nice little prize pack we put together with a couple of our sponsors. So text that in right now to the Rick Stein recognition text line, 402-479-1400 points, P-O-I-N-T. S. Okay, let's jump in to Robin and Dave, the Grow Lincoln team. Good morning, Robin. Good to Hi good there. to have you back with us in person. It's been a while.
4: Okay, yeah, hey, feeling great.
1: <laughs> feeling great. Uh, under, Robin was under the weather. You can connect uh, the dots, I yeah, think. And, yeah. You yeah,
4: guess what happened to me.
1: Yep, yep, but glad to see you are fully recovered and back at it. And uh, Dave, not that it's not good to see you, but you've been here, so. <laughs> <laughs> so
11: there. I'm sorry I'm here no. with a
1: wet down. No, it's fine. It's good. Like I said, it's good. It's just not that's exciting. Um, all right, let's guys. Let's jump. Right. Oh, I did a first. I get a I, every day I, lately. I'm bringing you guys info here. I did a little investigation, and the new uh, mini bowling place. And I forget the name of it now. I should Wonder Bowl. Wonder Bowl. Thank you. Uh, at seven at 84th in Van Dorn, uh, near that whole you know scooters fairway area. Uh, they have all their signage up, but it's but it still does say coming soon, and. It still does say coming soon. And, uh, so it's not open yet. It will be open soon. And, uh, so that's the latest on that, if you're wondering about that. Uh, alright. So let's get into the information that you guys have. Uh, Robin, uh, Apparently, dog bars are the new uh, car washes. Maybe. It's a
4: new thing. Maybe we have... Now that I
1: have a dog, everybody apparently is marketing their bars to uh, to me, evidently. Yes. I don't know what's happening here And we've exactly. moved on
4: from Froyo and yeah. all these other micro trends to <laughs> dog bars. Um, a few months ago, we announced that Off Leash Dog Bar was going to be coming to the telegraph district that has been confirmed um and now a second dog bar has announced according to channel 8 48 48 van Dorn street which is the- 48th and van Dorn. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i i think i read somewhere they're going into the sprint space maybe um and that's going to be called unleash dog park and bar
11: so we're talking about
1: what that area across yeah. from the burger
11: Wait, 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 wait. yeah it's where the mcdonald's is uh on 48th, on 48th and van oh, van oh, on van
1: dorn plaza yeah
4: right where the grocery store and used to be if you remember
11: like radio shack and i think it, that's the building that they're going in i think so where
1: is it compared to where the hinky dinky was
11: <laughs> well, I can tell you, it, it's to the it's to the south. Okay, uh,
1: I, it's to the south. I, I believe. Oh, I got it. Okay, yeah, I remember. Okay, is we're there the a Planet shack.
4: Fitness there now? Yeah,
1: there is. Yeah. There's, yeah. Oh, there's a fitness. They also have the Spirit Halloween open there. And oh, yeah, right there. Yes. in the old Hobby Lobby. Yes, yep, they got yes, that thing. Going, always, and there's, it all, a, there's yeah. and a the Westlake Hardware and the Westlake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so now I got you. It's in that I, that old that Radio Shack building. I went there many times. Um, I
11: think That's, I think it's in that building. We'd have to double check. Kind of smallish for a a little a bar bit that has
4: small. dogs in it? The one in Telegraph District is supposed to be substantially larger. I think both of them have a little outdoor area where the dogs can be outside and, you know, some place where they can be inside. Um, now, this particular location is not all that far. I think there is a, tra- a city trail or city park back there behind... That shopping center and the trees and down by the creek, back behind the the shopping center. Oh,
1: by by, like where the post office is. You mean? Yeah, there's a. I yeah, mean, yeah, you it goes, could
4: potentially get a off path. the trail and walk your dog up the yeah. sidewalk to the. Bar. I guess
1: so. I mean, I'm cu- I'm curious about this being a dog owner now, but I'm just trying to imagine it in that area. I guess I need to go take a look at it's it. It's kind of a busy. There's not like it's it's in a parking lot, so it's not like there's a. I'm curious if, how, if, if there it's is an in outdoor the building
11: space. that I'm thinking that it's in. Yes, it's a pad site, really. You, yeah, couldn't,
4: you couldn't have much outside at that place. I mean, there yeah. wouldn't be much room. I think the Telegraph District is a substantially larger project, and.
1: By the way, one of them is called Off Leash Dog Bar and the other one is called Unleash Dog Park and Bar. Yes. I see an intellectual property issue. Uh, I was going to say,
11: no, I, I, was waiting, I was waiting for the Jack I'm just legal saying. analysis.
1: That's uh, a likelihood of confusion. If you can prove it, whoever was first might be able to. <laughs> I listened. I'm you. ready I for hope-
2: the next one to just be Sans Leash. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll check that
1: place. I'll check that one out. That's kind of in my area uh and when when do we know is it open yet or that it's coming no and
4: everything is taking so much longer than anybody ever predicts it's really hard to say well you know we'll try to keep an eye on it and let you know but there are especially the restaurants i it's amazing how long it's taking yeah you know sometimes sometimes it's the contractors and construction people often it's the equipment that they're having trouble. They order it overseas and it takes forever. Yeah.
1: So. I, I pulled up Channel 8, I had a story about this, uh, actually, uh, about this specific uh, dog. But the bar plans to use a registration system for canine visitors, will require health and vaccination status, to, vaccine passports to ensure a safe experience for all. Uh, Unleash <laughs> un- for your
4: dog, yeah.
1: It, it, it will, in fact, include an outdoor area as well. Uh, no plans for an in house kitchen but they may do you know like food trucks and and those sorts of things with that so yeah they're they're turning part of the parking lot into an outdoor play area for dogs all right
11: there, no, you, there go. you go
1: it's the new it is the new rage all right dave restaurant opening north 48th street what do we got
11: well this is something we've been talking about for uh quite a while daily owns uh restaurant on north 48 901 north 48 this is a unique building by mm-hmm. the way it is 90, open
4: 901,
11: yeah, 901 would
4: be vine
11: street. yeah basically vine street yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Vine.
4: and that was and just
11: a little bit further uh to the north
4: how no long- kind
1: of
11: about the fish store yeah um
1: in that area used that, to be a is that
11: called fish world I, I want to i thought it was
1: the fish store
11: is that right okay i don't know i bought a, few, f- a, fish I th- bought a
1: few fish there huh um but you, yes you're to your across point, from wendy's it used to be or, uh, no, a dairy wendy's queen years now. and
11: years ago then a car a lot
1: yep uh, okay, and, and that building is an interesting one because it's got like a... I don't know if they have offices up, but it... It looks like a little
4: by, castle, yeah, doesn't it's, it? it's yes. like
1: two stories high. It looks like there are living quarters or office space above the whole thing. Um, yes. Are they renting that place out? Because I'm going to tell you what that would change my dinner situation if i lived on the second floor of a daily owns and breakfast situation
11: come to think of it who knows maybe they're making that corporate offices for them. that wouldn't surprise that me could
1: be but maybe the daily owns folks ought to think about renting that thing out It's like an airbnb <laughs>
11: <laughs> there you go right it's, your, it's and part like, of the deal is is you have to you, get three meals a day well, right you get from i there. mean
1: that should be included i would yeah. think but you yeah you can do a whole weekend burritos for every meal they've got them for every meal there at daily owns if you've been there
11: that was
4: one that was under construction I for I don't know five or ten years you know it took a, <laughs> a long time for them Man, to
11: get- it did take a while I'll agree with you how many they've got a
1: lot in Lincoln now they have I mean the growth that is a success story in terms of the growth right. of that place which was originally kind of this this place that university students knew about. Right. It Was the West O the right. one, the original one that a lot of people would go to
11: after fifteen after, years ago. After, after the yep. bars would close, yep. frankly.
1: Th- those those areas. But man, there have gotta be
11: And I think there's gotta
1: be eight, nine,
11: ten of them in Lincoln now. Yeah, and I think I saw some in the Omaha area.
1: They're all the way out, yeah. I mean, they're real. They're they're to the point where, in fact, we didn't have them in Munch Madness, which we got some. We caught some heck for um, because we considered them a, a regional chain, the same way mm. you would consider. I mean, I would put them in the group now with Runza and Amigos.
4: Yeah, they are an upstart scooters type, you know, that came in, and you know, Amigos used to own yes. <laughs> the, the most locations in Lincoln, and they came along. In the two thousands, I mean, this has been going on for a long yeah, time with DeLeo, and actually, most of their expansion, I yeah. think, was in the two thousands era. But yeah, they do keep adding locations from time to time.
1: The West, o, so I've got it. The West O Street, the North Twenty Seventh location was the first dining and drive-through location, open in two thousand five. West O Street location was the first to open after that, and with that, they were able to do the second location on North Twenty Seventh Street. So West O did have it first, but. That was a, a little bit of a different situation, North Twenty Seven. So, oh five. So we're not even twenty years uh, into the, into this, you know, this project, this idea, and they are they are really, really, really grown mm-hmm. uh, with yeah, this whole thing. They have. So, all right, moving on. Let's see what else we've got on the list today. Uh, back to you. Uh, let's see, Dave. Uh, no, right? This is a Robin. Nah, no,
4: uh, Caleb. How do I say this? Hoya.
2: Oh, Hoya. was. Uh, you know how
4: to say it, Kelly? right? Yeah. Hell
2: hell yeah. It's like hell yeah. Uh, yeah, Hell yeah.
4: yeah. Okay, hell yeah. That's the um, Korean barbecue food truck. In the
1: championship of, uh, or the final fork of Munch Madness this year? Very good. Final fork, final four, right? Yeah, they, or did they go to the championship? I should remember. At this. least this in is the my final tournament. four. Yeah, and uh, they've been successful on that. They've had that, you know, there was a food truck. They had a location for, they, they've been kind of camped out at that, by that gas They're station gas on Superior, station. Mm-hmm. right over there on Superior by Lincoln North Star. I want to say they also had a location for a while at 84th and 0. Um, a while, for a while, I think they had a brick and mortar location there as well. That isn't there
11: anymore. I think they parked their truck there for a while. I think there was a brick and mortar location. Is there?
1: I think so. At eighty fourth and
4: I I don't. I think. So. I, I mean, it was probably that. like
1: eighty second and O.
4: Mm, there was uh, a barbecue place on the south side.
1: No, I, I'm uh, right at by like by like the. Uh, I mean, Parker's is there. Yeah, I don't. Know well, if I thought was, that's but, what you were talking about on the back side Parker. of Parkers. I think it might have been before Parkers. No, that might have been what it was. No, before, they weren't
4: there, okay. but but know. the.
1: All right, I could be wrong, but but I they it.
4: have opened <laughs> this new location at Fourteenth and Pine Lake.
1: Fourteenth and Pine Lake, across okay. the
4: street from Costco.
1: Ooh man, that you you can swing a cat and hit thirty-seven restaurants. There's a lot of food right in now. that area There is so much. Food. That is the most well-fed. Uh, intersection in all of Lincoln (laughs) Uh, between 29th
4: and and Pine Lake
1: (laughs) well between okay block let's let's say half mile stretch from from go from Lincoln Southwest to uh you know 40th and Pine Lake
4: yeah yeah there's a that is I mean there's
1: legitimately if we could rattle them off I bet we could think of 30 places you
4: could spend half a year I bet we could do we a week. 30
1: places that are there you could go a different restaurant in that stretch Every day for an entire month. Yeah. And that may I may be under I may be understating it honestly. I don't think now you're that about think right. About that, would no,
4: that would be fun. to count. We should do that. Wouldn't take long. Yeah, I mean, no. you got
1: Panda garden you got Panera. I can just go up the street in my head. I mean, Panda right. Garden, you got Panera. You'll now have the have this place. You got Amigos. You got mm-hmm. Slim Chickens. You've got that new British place. You've got there's some
4: uh, um, curry. E- uh,
1: k- k- isn't there uh, Isara, Is that there? Yeah, got- except
11: I think they're they're
1: changing. I don't know what's
4: okay. going on with them. Yeah. But, yeah. Then
1: you get up to that uh, Super Saver thing and they oh. got the five guys there right. you've got the r- rusty taco you've got a scooter you've got a grill. wendy's you've got a mcdonald's you've got chick-fil-a Runza. you've got Chili's. red Go robin across. back the other other way pepper, and pepper jacks, jacks. Pepper jacks. Um, uh chipotle uh another Froyo place domino's uh, is
4: about to open noodles
1: and company yeah the domino's mm-hmm. is opening uh uh, uh famous dave's uh, yep, famous still days. there. They're, I mean, they're past their their heyday of two thousand three, but da still. Pizza. Da
4: Vinci's Pizza. Da Vinci's
1: is there, uh, and then more it's in the per, South Point area as well. Charred yeah. Burger.
11: You don't even have to go Mary, to four, Mary you Ellen's. You don't, you don't have to go to Forty if you can stop at Thirty. Stop at you, can stop, at 30. 30. you can
1: stop at the end of South Point. Yeah, yeah. So well, that was fun exercise.
11: Made me hungry. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, twenty eighth and Yankee Hill Road, staying in uh, in South Lincoln. Uh, Dave, what do we have there?
11: Well, Qdoba is going into the former Salsarita space. Ooh. Uh, and it, they'll have a drive-through uh, at that location. So Will
1: they now in the burrito wars of the national chains, Kubota versus Chipotle? Yeah. Qdoba, uh, Qdoba. Qdoba. got a little bit of a had some success in that battle because Chipotle had all the health issues, right? Right, but now Chipotle has a great, a great app too. All right, sorry, I took. I don't
4: think I took. Codoba has a drive through anywhere else? I don't think in so. Lincoln. That's that was why this I said that. This must be their first one. All right,
1: real quick. Last one, Robin. Uh, another restaurant.
4: Okay. Um, go out to Van Dorn's 345 Speedway Circle. Um, Vern and Ellie's Food Truck is opening a restaurant next to Via Real ne- Nebraska Academy, Capital Soccer, and Speedway Village.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. Very there again, good.
4: Again, that'll take some time. We'll keep you posted on when they're ready to open.
1: All right. I took too long talking to you guys about stuff today so we'll have to uh, jump on your questions a little bit later you can do them on social media uh, no show on Saturday because you have football yep. but we will catch you again next Thursday but send in those questions to Robin and Dave and they will get them answered good to talk to you guys Thanks good so to much. See you guys Thank you alright 825 on KLIN before you
0: hit that drive time
1: stay alert
0: with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company this is
5: 14993 KLIN
0: Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says... Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing.
1: All right, it's 838 LK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Thursday mornings with Greg, the voice of the Big Red, back from Ireland, getting ready for another game this weekend with North Dakota coming into town. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? Jack, I'm
10: great. I'm probably not as good as you. You got to be ecstatic this morning with the big news today.
1: Uh with with which one, which part of which big news? The
10: the Twitter's going to allow an edit button. <laughs> and that's just gigantic
1: I, for you. I'm so I'm so glad <laughs> well, one of the the top uh, reputation points for me is inability to not make typos <laughs> on Twitter at this point. But Greg, you're very right. It's a it is a game changer for me. <laughs> As the mo- one of the most uh, recognizable bad typers, bad spellers, bad grammatical people on Twitter, I am going to so. miss
10: the follow-up tweet of
3: UGG. Uh, i'm gonna
1: miss that <laughs> it's, i don't know some people are some people are already campaigning for it not to go away i it hasn't rolled out on my tweet deck yet so you probably have a chance to at least get a lot more today so we will <laughs> we will see about that uh when, when did you got when did everybody get back and and uh just tell us a little bit about just kind of the return and and getting back acclimated because what you know you're going through the team is going to be going through this week too
10: Yeah, um, long game. It was almost a four-hour game, I think 345 or something like that. So we got over about 9.15 Dublin time, got to the airport about 11.30, had to go through pre-customs. So we were able – there was an American customs group there at that airport, so we didn't have to clear when we got back to Omaha. But wheels were up about 1 a.m., which would have been 7 o'clock Saturday night here. We landed in Omaha a little after 3 and then by the time un- you're deep playing at all the luggage i think we pulled into the memorial stadium parking lot about 5:30 sunday morning so right. uh, you know i felt pretty good by tuesday monday night i'm doing sports island and at 7:30 i'm like dragging i'm going <laughs> i got to go to bed
1: <laughs> oh, I uh, but bet. i
10: feel pretty good i feel pretty good now
1: let's let's talk about the game in in uh, ireland i, I guess f- for me what was the, you know, there have been all kinds of conversations about various things that that went wrong and some that that went right. But was there anything that particularly surprised you based on what you expected out of this team, what you knew about this team, what you'd seen and heard about this team, where they didn't live up to what you thought they were going to be? What was the most kind of surprising uh, thing that you saw out there on Saturday?
10: One on each side of the ball. One, I, the inability to, to contain their running game. Uh, I did not expect that to happen. Um, and again. Your BFF said that it's the best offensive line he's had in 17 years. So they're good. And we kind of knew that <laughs> going in. And, and Nebraska's inability to kind of get a consistent run game. They just, I mean, they had the long run by Grant. That was fun. I think he's going to do that more yeah. this season. He has the ability to bust those long ones. But just to get four or five yards of crack, that wasn't there. I thought that might be there. Uh, more for this team, but I, I'm I'm in agreement with Mark Whipple. I, I was particularly the offense. I'm more encouraged than discouraged with what I.
0: You're listening to LNK today with Jack and friends on
2: 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, that is it. We've got picks in for fantasy Huskers. First of all, who were our pickers today?
2: Our pickers today, Janelle and Jen. Okay. Janelle said Ooh, 43 points. Nice. Jen 52.
1: Okay. I like it. All right. Which, uh, give me a rundown of all the just the numbers that have been picked
2: 35, 42, 45, 31, 51, 59, and then today's 43 and 52. All right. There you go. Uh, all right. Coming up tomorrow, the tailgate is back. Yes. We're coming
1: off a loss, but we got a home game coming up. We gotta get the momentum, the excitement back up again. We're gonna do just that tomorrow with Brennan Stein, Mike Schaefer, Caleb, and myself for the Friday Husker Tailgate. We will see you then. It is nine o'clock on KLI and Lincoln.